Part of owning your energy is continuing to be self-aware, adjusting and aligning to what you really need in your life. In the last episode, we talked about where you map yourself, understanding your needs and what it is that you need for yourself on your journey. We're all at different stages and life is really hard right now. It's always hard, but how are we going to navigate? And this is the next stage to the navigation. So in order to own your energy, become self-aware, we need to understand what it is in our life that's showing up, that's positive, that makes us feel good, and other things that might not make us feel so good. But we have a choice. We have a choice to make adjustments, to do things differently and show up differently. We can make a better outset for ourselves moving forward. So with that being said, if you're interested in more, tune into today's episode. Welcome back, Soul Tribe. And we're in for another great episode. So are you ready to own your energy? Last session, last episode session, whatever you want to call it. We were talking to Carla Devine, aka Soul Coach, and she's back again to continue this conversation. We spoke about where do we start? Well, let's start here, but let's not just start here. Let's move forward. So let's map where we are. Let's have some self-awareness to understand what it is that we need. What are our individual unique you know, requirements and what has been the challenge for us? And where do we want to navigate away from to get more positive alignment to our needs and to have a better fulfilling life, a life that's much more happier emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. And so we started to map that journey and we're going to continue today and we're going to talk about how we really make the right choices and we can, we can change our mind all the time and how we really step into our power, own our energy and show up in the world in the best way possible. Because if we look after ourselves and we take care of ourselves, make the right choices, we show up in the world in a better way, in our relationships, in a much more sort of healthier way, and we become the light that we need to be to shine in this world. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome back Carla. How are you? Hello, Steph. I'm great. And I'm really excited uh, for us and the listeners um, to enjoy this information that we're now going to share on the next, on this episode as part of the Kind of Three series. So own your energy for me um, as a topic that I, I love and breathe really um and it's something that in terms of coaching and energy work and even the book clubs and anything that I offer here um own your energy is always the the cornerstone of the message you know the message can be different but for any change to happen we must take responsibility for the energy that we create and share in the world and if we want life to look a certain way we have to own our energy so, you know, we talk about a rising tide lifting all shifts, Steph. So we, together, we do have a shared responsibility now. And you mentioned, you know, we did start the last episode with Let's Start Here, where we really did want to honestly and respectfully address where the vibration might be at for some people right now, which could be difficult and could be negative. Um, you and I have been blessed to know ways in which they raise our vibration and I just am really looking forward to this conversation because I want to be able to share and talk about this part of how you can start to own your energy because people mightn't even be aware yeah that they can show up 
yeah and have a ripple effect you know absolutely and I'm so glad to talk I I like the title own your energy you know we spoke about in our very first series how to raise your vibrations and and it's all interconnected right but owning your energy is saying I own my energy I am going to be accountable for how I show up how I interact and how I represent myself and and that means something to me because I'm self-aware and if I'm self-aware, then I know how I'm going to, you know, treat others. Because if you treat yourself with love, kindness, and, you know, compassion, then most most likely you are going to do that when you go out into the world. But if you don't yeah. and, you, and you give yourself a, a kick in the backside and you have those horrible thoughts and you allow yourself to get into this downward spiral, which we all do, you know, it starts to ricochet and ripple out and leak into our relationships, even our work dynamics, anything, you know, even just being in the shop and just going, oh, did you push me? Uh," You know, like, and just looking for problems. But if we are always looking for the adjustment and the choices that bring more light and peace and serenity, then we will vibrate and attract more of that. And, and everyone else will want to kind of go in that sort of same direction they you know they might not be used to it but then they start to see it a bit more and it rubs off on them and then it rubs off on the next so we can make massive change right by by owning that energy and and I think we'll get into it but the protection of that energy and knowing and being aware that that energy will move you know energy doesn't say the same it's always moving it's it's here, there, everywhere. It's not something you can put in a container and then put on the shelf. No, we can't do that, guys. So we have to kind of flow with that energy. Um, and I, I, I was going to ask you, Carla, if we could talk about how you would just set the energy to begin with, but also to talk about the human needs. Um, before we get into that, just remember, guys, we're not saying here, you know, own your energy. And if if you all of a sudden are feeling angry, you're a bad person and you're not owning your energy properly. No, feeling angry, if you're aware of that and you can recognize it, good. Feeling sad, good. Okay, don't, don't wallow in it for too long, though. It's about finding that, 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 that way and whatever works for you, the mechanisms, the, the approach, that's the methods, the modalities, whatever's going to help you sort of surf through and to Carla's rising tide if you can just surf over that (laughs) and just get into uh, into the next sort of phase for yourself that works for you then that is a conscious way of navigation right yes um I'm liking that the conversation we're going to have is really a human one you know uh, because we are a spiritual being on a human journey so there's light and there's shade you know there's all parts of and we have all those emotions so so just to strip it back a wee bit when we're talking about energy just for the listeners Steph for anyone that's maybe new to this type of conversation when we're chatting about energy we're chatting we're not chatting about like electric things like that although that is energy (laughs) right (laughs) we're chatting about our our inner circuitry and that's made up of mental energy physical energy emotional energy and spiritual energy Okay, so we have all. So, if you're thinking about being angry or sad, or you're thinking about joy and peace, those are all part of our emotional energy, and we have a scale. We we own all those parts, Um, and it's really a question of being able to own your energy allows you to to have more of a say 
and which part of the scale you live on most often. Yeah, right? yeah. But it doesn't mean that we are, it's a great point you made, it does not mean that we are void of having anger, of having guilt, of having grief, of having, you know, lower vibrational energies. It all, be, it all belongs to all of us on every level that's there. Mm-hmm. So our message is that awareness piece. Um, so that wherever anybody's at listening to this podcast today, um, they can start to maybe hear something for themselves. And you mentioned there the core human needs. So that ties in lovely with the conversation that we're having about owning your energy and being human. Yeah. Um, so it's probably useful, Steph, for us to talk briefly about the core human needs. Because um, maybe some people mightn't even be aware uh, that there are core human needs that drive us and our behaviours and our thoughts and our feelings and our beliefs and your perspective of how you see life and how you show up, how you own your energy, like yeah. literally. So you were chatting about, you know, giving, giving the listeners um, some tips about how to protect and set up their energy. But like what you're saying there is let's let's take it from the get go. A bit of a folly on from last week, which was let's start here. So yeah. we'll, we'll go under the human needs. So for it, well, what makes us kind of human? And we'll just touch on that. And people can then maybe create some awareness of who they are and maybe where their energy is drawn to and maybe why they show up certain ways. Yeah, that's a really great starting point. Let's go for it. Okie doke. So as humans, we all have basic needs that we try to meet in our everyday life. Okay, whether that is conscious or unconscious. And we'll try to fulfill those needs that are important to us. But the quality of our life can be affected by how we choose to do that. So we can choose to meet our needs in a negative, unproductive way or in a positive and empowering way. Like we always have choice. But the tendency is that when something's more unconscious, it's more automatic that you'll go down that maybe if it's an unconscious negative pattern, you're more likely to go down that in an unconscious automatic way. And really our theme of awareness is about bringing stuff under the light, bringing it under your consciousness and awareness so that you then can have choice. We ultimately always have choice. Um, So if our needs, say, aren't met, so we have needs for love and connection, Certainty, variety, significance, growth, and contribution. So we will have a kind of top two in those needs. And I'll get into those just in a wee moment, just briefly. But just to note that you'll have certain needs that are your priority. And that's how you show up the most in the world. Yeah. But they need to be in line with our values, Steph, right? Because if they're not in alignment with our values, and I'll explain what I mean. Um, we will experience uh, resistance and like kind of conflict and discontent. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you at the core of your being, inner peace was paramount for you, right? That was your value base. And then you went and you worked 90 hours a week in the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> how you're showing up and how you're using your energy, which is, oh, that's me, you, you might. People listen might think, well, that's just my job. It's separate. No, you, you own your energy everywhere you go. Absolutely. You own, it, uh, you own it at work. You own it in your family. You own it, you know, at home and you own it inside. 
So a lot of people, and when I'm coaching um, clients, uh, one of the early pieces of work we do together is looking at your human needs and what does your kind of, what's your list of what's important, but also your values to see to the match. Yeah. So if you have if you have this deep need to have inner peace and then you're showing up in a job that's nine hours a week and there's a complete frantic use of your energy, you're going to feel the disconnect and the conflict with that because it doesn't match. Yeah. But often people then say, I'm stressed or I hate my job or, or certain to come up with certain statements like that. But you need to start asking why. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, you might not even have a value of, I want to have inner peace, but you're in a job. And I know many people, I've been there a long time ago. It wouldn't happen to me now, but overworked, tired, just like, I can't do this. But you have a choice. And no one's saying, <laughs> okay, leave the job, but speak up. Um, or say something it's interesting because um I am going to be talking about this to our wider uh, teams in a work meeting coming up very soon so anyone that's from work that works with me will be like oh Steph spoke about this but it's about like our well-being must come first so some of our you know some of the guys everyone works really hard that I work with they work really hard but some they just keep going keep going and I sometimes notice from you know from a distance whoa like I hope they're all right because yes, I know that they're committed to a deadline and things like that, but I, I hope that they know that they don't have to just plow themselves in it to the point of no return and get burnout. So one of my messages in that, in that meeting, in that company meeting is going to be raise your hand. If you, you know, speak to your manager or speak to someone, even come to me, but just speak to someone. If you are feeling like this is too much, and, and that goes for anything in life, right? Like I'm talking about work context because you say you gave like the 90 hours in the stock market and I had a friend in investment banking. And when I met up with her, I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't go down that route. Very, I was very close to going into investment banking. I'm so glad I didn't. But she had a nightmare of a life. And she was like, Steph, you have such a much more sort of enjoyable life because you chose a different career path. But I'm sure within investment banking, you can get balance because I see quite high flying careers, but people have created the balance that they need and they've put the boundaries in, which we'll come into later. But it doesn't have to be in work, right, Carla? It could be, you know, you're over stressed with your mother with four kids, you're married, but your husband's not putting in the work or you're not getting any support from family or friends. You have to speak up at some point and go, do you know what? I need help or this needs to change. It's at that point, right, that we give it the awareness that something's not right and that we're willing to consider a change or consider help. Do you think that that would be yeah. a really good message to everyone listening? Yes, that's like what you're saying there is that taking the responsibility part um and owning your energy but you're also owning the upgrade and the change of that so if life's showing up a certain way and you're not happy and you know there's a story about me leaving my career and stuff and that yeah that came down to me doing a values piece um Steph and career was not on any of my lists as a value for me my wow. values like abundance peace inner peace was top number one without it we spoke in the soul goals um Yes. Uh, episode last series and her peace was everything for me so then when I took a, a look and I'll, I'll just share this quickly after listeners when I noted that career was nowhere on my list of values and I looked at the job that I had as a health 
um, social care manager and a mum of four children and how many hours was putting into that job and, and it was quite a big you know job and a big undertaking of energy day to day basis looking after people's lives you know it was learning disability it was human beings and need and risk and all that um when I looked at my input output ratio of my energy now at the time I wouldn't have been thinking about it like this but I'm past that now four years so I can share it in this way with this language of own your energy I went to a workshop and I did the values piece and career wasn't on it and I got this real light bulb moment where it was like oh my God, this is why I don't feel that that job is aligned with me and it's hemorrhaging my energy because it doesn't match my values because it doesn't bring me inner peace. It didn't give me money, but did it bring me abundance? Abundance isn't money. No, it did not. And I'm I'm not making the job out to be negative. I I met beautiful people and I take all the learning and growth from it. But I wasn't using my life right and there wasn't a match. But so just to say that that if you're showing up in work, either with a bit of overload and stress or discontent, and it's an ongoing thing. Yes, reach out, own your energy, do something with it yourself or Mm -hmm. if you need support and help, reach out. And this is a very interesting one because we're in the first few weeks of January. So I'm not going to say any names for the protection of those that know me and be like, oh, Steph's talking about what I said to her or I mentioned that at work. But I've had a few people say to me already, and, you know, we're recording this in the first end of the first week of Jan. It's going to come out in a couple of weeks. I've already heard about two or three times this week. Oh, my gosh. This week's been so much it's been so much for me. And I had it from one person that was just like, they took time out and, you know, they came back to work and they're like, oh my God, I'm just trying to adjust. And, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, well, you know, when you're not doing any work and you're not on the laptop and you're not, you know, then it's going to feel like a complete switch because you've been, you know, the lap, if you're a person that's in like, you're working on a desk and stuff, And then you're just, you know, doing cooking with family and friends for Christmas. But that's never going to be life for 360, 365 days of a year because your family's just not going to be around. You're not going to be, you know, baking and doing all of that. But maybe you can have a bit more of that that in your life, right? So it is a bit of a a contrast, right? A switch from the holiday seasons to coming back in the first week of Jan. And many reports and numbers and stats say in the news and whatever say, oh, you know, that... Is, is it that the Blue Monday or whatever that happens in Jan where everyone's supposed to be super depressed, right? Yeah. So my uh, my friend actually had 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 a quote up saying, um, "This week has been the longest year of my life." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, and this is it. And so I I was like, wait, guys, like this this needs this paradigm shift needs to happen, right? If you're starting the first week of Jan thinking shit this has been heavy how the how the hell are the rest of your sorry for my language but how the heck is the rest of the year gonna gonna be good because again if you you start as you mean to go on you own your energy as you mean to go on I want to get into the morning rituals because that's a perfect reflection of starting the morning starting the year but then I had someone else go you know went back to work deadlines this that I felt overwhelmed but remember, those deadlines and some of that, 
they happen all the time. We all have deadlines at work or you've got to deliver this by this or, you know, this event's happening, whatever your job is, or you've got to do certain things in certain timeframes because it's performance, it's it's output, it's results, it's milestones, it's the way business runs, right? So nothing's changed there. The work, the business is always going to be the same. But what can change? You. Yes, yes. And your choices and, and your perception and how you see things and how you show up to it. I said to someone, well, I haven't really noticed any difference coming back into work for this first week. Call for me. Um, but I was kind of sort of still working because, you know, the teams were out. I said, I'll keep an eye. So it was quiet, but I was still, you know, turning on the laptop, checking a few things. And I did do work in that time. But I was cool. And I didn't feel I didn't feel no difference from December to Jan. And this is what I want you guys to start to feel, because I don't I know I'm not the only one that needs to feel can feel this way. And I want more people to feel this way. This is why I'm on this podcast. This is why I've asked Carla to come here because she's managed to create that balance. And we want more of that. Don't get me wrong. I'll have moments where some weeks like, oh God, work was long. Yeah, that's going to happen. You know, might have had to work a few extra hours because it's part of, it's part of the hustle. But, you know, it's what you find, you know, is that's a value for me. Like my career and what I want to do there is, is important to me. I want to be in that place I want to be a part of that team and to be delivering that output but again to Carla's point you've got to choose so I just wanted to say that because we're at the beginning of January and a lot of people are like oh and if you're feeling like that turn the volume up turn it up Mm -hmm. even louder and listen to what Carla's got to say about how you start to own that energy from the morning yeah yes so you want me to go into morning rituals or will we start with the, the human needs of maybe who you are and why you are, maybe the way that you are, and then move across on this? Yeah, yeah. That's for the listeners. Great, great. So um, we were chatting there about the, the, the human needs. So we have um, every single human being has got these needs and they are love and connection, certainty, variety, significance, growth and contribution. So loving connection. So if someone has a high need for loving connection, that's the need to, to love and to feel loved and to feel connected to others, right? Um, and if someone has a need for certainty, they have a need for security and stability and reliability. Mm-hmm. If someone has a need for variety, they like they love change, they love new experiences, they love stimulation, they love challenges. Um, if someone has a need for significance, they have a they have a need to be acknowledged, to be recognized or valued or respected. If someone has a need for growth, they have a need to grow and improve all the time, both and you know, intellectually, spiritually, physically. You know, there's a need just to be yeah. more outside of yourself. And then contribution is that need inside someone to make a difference, to add to the world, you know. Um, one of my kind of um like needs for me as contribution and that's the need to leave the world a wee bit brighter than I found it so that that need sources me now what I do and how I go about um that contribution kind of need will look different all the time but the essence of who I am kind of has that on there and just just to point out to listeners that you'll have a top two so say you might have a high need for love and connection and a high need for certainty so Mm -hmm. therefore that might be really important 
you be, to be in a really long-term committed relationship for a long period of time you know yeah um someone else could have a their top need could be variety uh and it could be growth so they're way off out in the world and it's like I can't sit behind a desk five days a week and I'm on to the next thing and I'm traveling yeah. and <laughs> Um, and what you can tend to find is they, you can really call these needs nearly personality traits as well. And yeah. we can get each other's nerves. Um, you know, in the work, you were chatting about the workplace. So I'll maybe just use that as an example. So, you know, and I know this from experience where we're having a team meeting and <laughs> we're all talking about the one thing, the project or, or whatever it is. And uh, people's so, so if someone has a really high need for certainty and that person's at the meeting and I'm trying to maybe create change or do something different they're like ah no chance you know yeah. rigid. <laughs> you can meet the needs in a real open productive way and then there's other ways that that needs so important to someone that they get stifled by it so say someone with a real high need for certainty and that might come from their past where they maybe had chaos or they didn't have yes. structure or they had things happen that they couldn't predict so they show up as an adult needing certainty and they get very fixed and they need the routine and they need the schedule so at the team meeting this this person may be a bit rigid with change Mm -hmm. and then the person the variety persona at the team meeting they're likely to come sailing in the door maybe five minutes late oh you know certainly has their notes and their minutes and their schedule all there and variety's like do we have to do that what was that for yeah. and you, tend to, you tend to find that when people's needs are at they kind of butt heads a wee bit because yeah. each need kind of that's that's a different priority okay yeah. yeah so what what I'm trying to say here so we've went through those those six needs and we will all find ways to meet those in a way that is healthy and proactive and then there's other ways so for example love and connection if you had some stuff in your past that had your need for love and connection quite high you could end up doing things like a lot of people pleasing stuff you know mm-hmm. because your connection and love is that strong that you you need you've got conditional love in the past so there must be conditional kind of now and I know we could do a whole uh, episode on this to be fair um, but it's just to make the point you know that we're all human we all have needs inside and therefore those needs dictate our energy and yeah. when we're saying energy we're saying those needs dictate how we think right yeah. our thoughts quality they affect our emotional well-being Mm-hmm. right so say you've the need for significance which is to feel acknowledged and recognized and valued and then you know in some way you felt that there wasn't enough likes in your instagram post and there's like <laughs> a wound inside where that's like you know your need for significance is so high yeah and that doesn't come that becomes a negative experience yeah, um, yeah. So we all have the needs and those needs direct our mental energy our thoughts how we think our spiritual energy, which is our perspective and our beliefs about the world around us, your physical energy, obviously, how much effort are you putting into, you know, making those needs physically? And then obviously your mental, your mental wellness, your mental health and wellness too. Um, so just, just from that point, that's a good starting point for people. You know, they can find this information online. Just Google mm-hmm. your, your six human needs um, and you can start to build picture of yourself that you might not have and you then you can start to kind of nearly profile your family and your and your work colleagues and your yeah. 
you know, not in a negative way, like, uh, you know, start to like profile them and, you know, point fingers, profile them with, profile everybody with awareness and compassion that maybe was annoying someone at the team meeting or maybe during this lockdowns, like when you think about the starvation of love and connection and how people started to show up, yeah, you know, it was really, really sad. And think about like someone with a high need for certainty at this time and the global uncertainty people are showing up a certain way their energy mm-hmm. could be frantic it could be fear-based you know there's lots of OCD behaviors which is an element of making certainty in an uncertain time you know yeah, yeah. um but just to make just just to note that that's we are all human and in order to own who you are you must understand yourself in a holistic way and you must look at your light and you must look at your kind of shadow parts. And I would invite the listeners to, to work out which needs are important to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you do to meet those needs? This might be something people want to reflect on and journal on. You know, they can pause this and rewind the podcast back. And asking yourself, are you meeting those needs in an empowering way or an unproductive or destructive way? And the, and the goal of that piece of work would be to get a point at which you can own your energy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Then we're going to move lovely now into, well, how have we owned our energy, Steph? You know, that we can, you know, upgrade it when we need to, dig deep when we need to, Mm -hmm. give compassion when we're, you know, the energy is just not great. So that's that's just my offering around that. So I would invite listeners to to take that. piece of work and do that on themselves and again this is about awareness with compassion this isn't judgment this isn't negative yeah yeah no I love that and I think that by doing that exercise um and when you're mapping you know what it is that your needs are the other part that can come through this is like, how does it make you feel when you have those needs met and how, and you don't, because you, there could be like a double negative, right? So meaning I'm just saying that, you, you know, you really need to be around people. Okay. So I'm always with my friends and my family and I make sure I spend, you know, like, I don't know, 20 hours a week with them. Um, but how do you feel off the back of that? I feel drained. I feel tired. If you're starting to feel drained and tired, is that actually serving you? So I'm only saying that because I'm, you know, maybe you need to think about still having it, but reducing it to a more reasonable um, time or maybe consider who are the circle of people that you are around. And um, Carla, you mentioned something really nice before is, you know, how do you feel when you're in someone's energy or how do you feel when you're in a certain situation? So maybe look at those needs Look at how those needs play off in your life. Do they make when you meet those needs? How does it make you feel? Did you feel positive out uh, feelings when you meet those needs, or do you not? Because then that way that will tell you that you're actually not really meeting the needs. Yeah, you think you're meeting the needs because you think that that's a solution to meeting your needs, but it's not because there's something missing where it's maybe a boundary or a more healthier dynamic to meet the need, or maybe it's, you know, you need to approach it differently, have different ex- experiences, situations, or people involved in, in those needs. If the needs are being met just by yourself, maybe 
maybe you're overdoing it. Maybe it's a bit of an addiction or something that you need to just self-reflect on. I'm not saying it's always going to be a person or someone. It's the self, right? You need to come back to what are you doing to, to create the fulfillment of that need? And does that fulfillment really feel like a fulfillment? Um, is going to be a good starting point as well. Yeah, yeah. And what you're saying there is like, I know we live out here in the world and we have people around us. We're blessed. If we're blessed, we've got connection and tribe and people around us. But it starts in here. And I, we've talked about that in the last episode too, you know, about the, you know, owning your energy. It, it all starts in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important. And like you touched on the things like, you know, what do we do in terms of ourselves? And then, you know, the, the tips about how to go about uh, cultivating um, more opportunity to raise your vibration and own your energy and like what you had said there too was I ask coaching clients all the time who do you become in their energy you yeah know? yeah uh, you know we're pro- when we're looking at, at life and it's about noticing where you show up and you feel like you came came away from a conversation or a person or an experience with with more energy and light or where have you come away like what you said they're now more like drained and heavy yeah, and depleted and all the angst and bothered yeah, yeah. and in this quote the other day and I did I did kind of laugh because um you know we've got new words now in this last couple of years that never were even in the experience before you know like social distancing but I had kind of seen that it said, if you continue to feel drained around certain people, continue to practice social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Energy is contagious, so protect yeah. your family. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at now at this part of the conversation, just sharing about how you can protect your vibe um, and that awareness of kind of who, who, who do you become. And you and I have talked, Steph, about how we have, you know, an empath uh we, we, I would consider myself an empath um and for anyone maybe not understand what that word means it's just someone that's really sensitive to I suppose the energy and the actions and the, and the vibe around them yeah and growing up that was a curse if I'm being honest because I didn't have any boundaries I didn't know where my stuff stopped and started and the exchange that I would have with people I could pick up bad vibes I could pick up a fight was going to break out you know in a nightclub mm-hmm. back in the day and or it just you know was someone wasn't being authentic and I just I used to be confused um lost and I used to be very uh my nervous system was really overstimulated with that yeah yeah I, I didn't know how to protect my energy I don't even know that language you know yeah of course yeah no I, I can relate yeah um, and I would have been very sensitive. Um, so that being said, that is a blessing for me now. I'm an energy therapist. I work in coaching. It's great to be able to skillfully dip into someone's world and energy to help them navigate that. Yeah. Um, but then I can also pull out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That energy and then um, be able to go on about my kind of my life. And there's ways that you and I have done this. So it'd be good to share. Yeah, no, definitely. And just to touch on the empath, um, for anyone that doesn't know what an empath is, and um, a bit of a deeper reason, empaths, you don't, you're not just born an empath. It doesn't just happen. Empaths are usually individuals that have had very tough experiences from a young childhood. And they've seen quite a lot that they might probably 
maybe should have not seen, let's say, but it's forced them to handle and process a lot and sometimes not even been able to process. So there's a lot of trauma. So it can be related to the childhood experiences, maybe a loss of a person, challenges through the early ages of life that then creates this because there's that learning and the awareness of an early age of these things and kind of you're almost having to wise up to some of these things later on you become quite sensitive to the needs of others because you weren't maybe heard or felt or you know or you've experienced so much it could be so many different things but you pick up on the vibe so much so because you have that sensitivity. So it can be a blessing and a curse. And it, and, and what we're going to talk about now is about how you really set, set your vibration, raise it, own your energy. And if you do relate to being an empath, being able to kind of create the boundaries to protect your energy and to care, care for yourself and have that, that nurture that you need for yourself as a baseline before you go out into the world and you're giving yourself to others. I always say, make sure your cup is full and overflowing before you go and help others make sure you help yourself first yeah yeah so will we start with setting up your day morning rituals do you want to yeah. start there yeah, yeah yeah let's go for it so I have I love um there's there's like a teacher she's called Charlie Mace and I would follow her and she and one of her series shared that she approaches each day with, you know, like a new energy and with gratitude and feeling blessed. And she uses this phrase, this day will never come again. Okay. So this day will never come again. And I would just invite the listeners just to notice how they feel when they hear me say these words, this day will never come again. So. We need to use it well. It can't be wasted. And when you, what I hear when I when I hear that sentence is that it's an honor and a privilege to have another day. Yeah. Some people, some people aren't getting that. And you know, there's some people that are having difficult experiences at the moment. And we did acknowledge and touch on that in the last session. But we're on the the vibe of owning the energy and helping to raise the vibration here. So no matter what circumstances people are in this day will never come again yeah so it's about taking a look at now how do we use this day well mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so setting up the morning now this as a joke coming from the girl that was never a morning person and that was hardly <laughs> get out of your bed at university I loved to lie on her bed day all times of the day and even was obsessed with lying about my bed um even when I became a, became a mommy you know a morning <laughs> for me I didn't have I didn't put on morning rituals I used to say things like I don't have time for that Um, and I realized that you create time you Mm -hmm. create the time and when you start to realize the importance of this it's like brushing your teeth you don't feel clean you don't feel spiritually mentally emotionally clean if you don't set up your day in a certain way or you put some things on even if it's mobile say that you're doing it in the car because you've slept in or whatever it doesn't matter but to set up a day um how you start the day dictates the day how you start the day dictates the day okay so why not put your energy in the best possible place of offering you a good day Mm -hmm. a better day right so intentional loving 
so setting up each day with intention. So I am I love journaling. Like and so my go-tos are journaling, which includes gratitude, um, and and you know, includes like intentionally cleansing, whether that's through the sh- you know, shower and, and bath and drinking water, setting up my space and just taking time, especially because I'm a mom of four. Mm. Um, you know, I give myself about 30 minutes in the morning now there's no time frame on this I would just advise people to make it work don't make it 30 minutes if you're going to complain in your head the whole time that you've took 30 minutes out (laughs) do what works for you but we're giving some offerings here of what might work so I'll just list them maybe yeah 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 go for it so I think part of intentionally setting up your day is to cleanse and refresh okay so whether that's in the shower, in the bath, drinking the water, setting yourself up in a way. And a lot of people would say, you know, in the showers, or lovely uh, tip that whenever you are in the shower, that you're visualizing the water with intention, washing away yesterday, washing away the worries, washing away negativity, whatever. So use that whatever way it works for you. Um, the practice of gratitude. So I really feel like handwritten gratitude every day as it's life-changing and you know hopefully we get to do an episode on gratitude because it deserves you know longer conversation than now but you just cannot underestimate the power of being grateful for what you have and how that changes the energy yeah to create the future that you want to pull in closer to you Writing down your intentions. So your intention for the day, how do you want to show up? Writing down any goals or someone else might use the word just planning their day. You know, people have different language for this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how do you want to show up? So, you know, say in the past I was going down to work and it was a half an hour drive and I knew there was going to be kind of maybe a difficult meeting, a bit of a hot coal. I would stand forward that you know, I am creating the possibility of today being a peaceful, um, you know, respectful energy of communication where everybody feels heard, supported, valued and seen. So something along them lines, and I would be doing that in the car going down, and I used to go into certain meetings and maybe people around me would have been thinking this is going to be awful. (laughs) Just smiling. And that is to do with me owning my energy. Yeah, and absolutely. Sending that forward, because I could have sent forward fear. I could have sent forward judgment. You know the way you get up under your head, and you're like, and I'm going to say, and she's going to say, and then I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And this is where it's going to happen. Like, And everybody does that. So I would kind of turn the volume down in that, and I would put on music in the car going to work, and I would, in my head, be really creating and imagining what is the outcome that I want? not the one that I don't want so yeah so intention setting also nurturing yourself so in the morning I recommend um your morning being slower paced right so you can imagine as a mama four I used to have mornings where I was just like running ragged around the house shouting at people forgetting things creating a whole tense tense vibe until everybody get under the car and then somebody forgot their lunch bag and then we had to drive back <laughs> it's like, right okay so um and I recognized I had to own my energy and take responsibility I wasn't giving myself enough time mm-hmm. and I wasn't planning it out properly so a nice slow slower paced morning 
is great and that you can nurture your soul by don't get out of bed and it be some frantic mission to just rush into your day you know even if that's just putting on some music nice smells and candles maybe yeah. you know yeah whatever works for journaling and doing whatever and also for anybody that does have a family get up 15 minutes or half an hour before your children yeah at time for you because you are going to be a better parent or you know uh, as you go into your day your children are getting up and meeting and greeting someone that has took the cup of tea and took that time out rather than someone in the bedroom shouting get out of bed we're late you know so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> other things like um meditation you know if you can put meditation into your morning that it really is such a great way to spend five or ten minutes and if you you know if meditation is not for you then just connect mindfully you, know, yeah. you can do something as simple as you know five deep mindful breaths what's that going to take one minute 60 seconds like yeah. and as you're breathing as you're breathing in it's like breathing in with intention so it's I breathe in peace and then breathing out I breathe out worry or breathing in I breathe in love breathing out I breathe out fear yeah breath to take in what you want from the universe and use out breath to remove what you don't want from your energy and you don't have to sit in one place, right? You could be doing that in the car. I've got friends that say their affirmations while they're driving because it's yeah. more manageable because they've got to drop the kids off to school. So they drop the kids off and then they do the affirmations or they're making a cup of tea and even just doing a cup of tea or just tidying up a few bits and just kind of doing the deep breathing. For those that work at home, that when the kids are gone or whatever, you've got a bit of quiet time, you could pencil in 15 minutes in between work you, know, you don't have to take your lunch break as a whole hour. You could just take, I'm just going to take 10 minutes just to go and just do deep breathing, stretching. I always believe when you get up, they always say it's very healthy, like within the first 20, 20 minutes to an hour, if you move and you let your body move and let it circulate, because you've been lying down for so long. Um, and, you know, like a lemon and water to detoxify yeah. the body, like you were saying about the water. So, just some of this stuff to just kind of release, right? Like what you said, Carla, and then reset. And you don't have to sit in one place. You can do it in different ways. You can have an extra 15 minutes before everyone else gets up, depending on yeah. how your household is. <laughs> yeah. Just tailoring it to giving yourself that time. I like I like burning Palisanto. I open all the windows. I like fresh air coming in for the first hour, things like that, you know, and having like a water um, infusion, like sort of thing. So it's it, it, every room's got something going on because I'm at home. So I'm not yeah. going out to work. So just making sure that the whole place is just your surroundings. So for those that are stuck at home, this is an yeah. important one. If you're going to be working at home for the whole day, make sure you create a nice space. You feel calm. The place is clean. These things do affect your vibe. They do affect the vibration. You need to feel clean and, you know, just things are like settled and in a good place. And that helps you because everything has a vibration, even the objects in your room. 
Yes, yes, that is a really important point, actually, that your space and your environment is kind of like you're immersing yourself in the energy of that. So and, and now in, in these times, like the many people that are working from home, so the intention that you put to separate your workspace from the rest of your rooms and the energy there has more relevance now than it's ever had, because normally we're yeah. able to leave and go to work and get on the train or get into the car and go to work and that was work and that was in that building and that space and then all of a sudden people's work has now come into their homes and I personally know lots of friends that I know their children when they were off school and the house oh, and work. yeah so you know those kind of separations of how you show up and how you own your energy because let's be honest we've a different we, we are different human beings in the different settings that we're in yeah you know? Um, and now those people are being asked to step up and to show up differently. So this is useful. One small point about the morning, and this isn't to contradict uh, myself, right? But I do, I, I have real awareness of being human, you know, um, and not being perfect. And that sometimes a morning is just not going to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, it's taking, it's taking their energy down to yeah. do these things rather than to lift it up. So I would say at any point of the day, it's like what you're chatting about it being mobile, but how you close your day is equally as important before oh, yeah. you go to sleep. Yeah. So some people find that they like to do the gratitude in the evening. They like to put on the music. They like to lie up and then they, and they've got washed and changed and their energy shifted and then they go on to sleep. So that can work too. But ideally, and I would say that from experience, you know, the start of the day can be created and is as very very useful to do it at the start of the day um and so allow that intention that energy to be cultivated in the morning and then you have a better opportunity to tackle problems and people and you know all the contrast and human needs that we <laughs> yeah. spoke about um a while ago so that's that's the morning and just just to say again look that lovely lovely um quote this day will never come again I really want people maybe listening to resonate with that um because there's something very sacred about just those words you know yeah. we can wash through your day um so just that so what would you like to kind of um talk about next then Steph well I was just gonna say I think just during the day and just being mindful of other things so you know, you've set yourself up or you tried your best to kind of create that good energy for yourself, but you really don't know what's going to come at you. But if you go into it in fear, then you probably will attract something that's not so great to what Carla's mm. point was. Going into that meeting with an intention of having a good meeting and having collaboration and having compassion, those are really good things, especially when, you know, you know you've got a lot going on or something is a big deadline or you have to do a lot that day. It might not even be to do with work. It might be your weekend and you've just got to do all of the chores. You've got to go here, there and everywhere. Then you've got to stop off at a family member's house to help them because something's happened or someone's passed away and then you've got to, you know, be there to help with friends and family. There could be so many things going on. So just even on your weekends, when you think you've got some time for yourself, you might be struggled to have those have that time but and this goes to everyone but I'm I'm saying it so much at work now because we're all working a lot of my teams and myself we're all working from home um 
is to go outside for a walk and to really, even if it's just because there's so much tech, there's so phones, all of that, like just yes. take yourself away from the technology and the phone for a bit. Even if you could just leave the phone inside and you just go for a walk around the block, just get some fresh air. Um, I always, you know, we say this on a lot of episodes, but even if, if you've got a garden and you're blessed or you can go to the park and you don't mind taking off your shoes and standing on the grass and your bare feet, that's a great way to get that energy going, getting connected with Mother Nature and just mm. being in, just being, just just being like there's nothing to do. Just have that moment of just being present and kind of just being with yourself. And then also be deliberate and intentional about who you choose to interact with. So, for example, you have to interact with everyone at work. You have to do your job, things like that. Get that. But you may kind of know that there's certain individuals in your life, whether it's family or friends, that are in a bit of a pissy mood or they're going through something. You might want to lend your hand out to help them and see how they're doing or you might be like you know what they're not in a good space right now let give them some space let them breathe and setting that boundary for yourself because as soon as you kind of lean into that you may be faced with someone not so in a great mood so you've got to be prepared to know that that's not you that's them that's where they're at have compassion be prepared to kind of go all right I'm just checking on you or kind of I've got to go just know when to draw the line for yourself but be intentional with those that you know will raise you up. And if you're interacting with them in the day and you're like sending them like positive vibes and stuff, you know that they're going to be sending it to you or they've already sent it to you and you're sending it to another person and it's kind of reciprocating in some shape or form. So just be intentional around, you know, the, those people, those individuals and those those situations that really make you feel good. So embrace more of that. You know, I always say, the universe wants to flow with us. So flow in the direction where the universe is giving us that good feeling. If you go in the direction where you know it's not a great feeling, you're creating resistance for yourself. Just flow in the direction where things are doing good. I'm not saying don't avoid the bad stuff in life. There's some things we have to confront. But if you know, I don't know, one of your friends has just been moaning for the last week. And you know, if you call them, they're just going to drag you down and you just don't need that. Right don't call them. Don't call yep. them on your lunch break. Don't call them in the evening. Just chill out. And if they complain that you didn't call them, well, that's not your fault. And if they're complaining that it's your responsibility, then they're projecting on you. So just be aware that, just be aware of what you intend to bring into that day because you have a choice outside of maybe some of the commitments that you already set up for. And, yeah. you know, and then the consumption throughout the day, like maybe in your lunch break, you might want to listen to some music or read a book look at stuff that's going to uplift you think about what you've got when you're looking at social media you're looking at all this nonsense that's making you feel a bit distressed or people just talking nonsense and gossip and gossip is one of the lowest vibrational things you could be involved in um I run a mile I mean I'm, I'm when I when I've heard people gossip and I'm not judging them because I used to do it I just know I can't be around that. So I just don't entertain it. I let them do what they're doing and I kind of pull back from it. And I know I'm either I'm not going to be around them again or I'll just go to the other side of the room when they're gossiping. Do you know, yeah. that, that That for me is just... Ugh. So the consumption of what you're putting and consumption, not just um, what you're reading or what you're looking at, but into your body. So 
how, you know, some, you know, they say breakfast is the most important de- meal of the day. It's not. That is just a myth. I'm saying it. Um, it's what you put in your body is the most important. And you don't necessarily need to eat at 8 a.m. Um, our bodies are just trained. Our bodies will train the way we train them. Our bodies are completely malleable. We can make them what they need to be. My first sort of foods in the day is around two or three o'clock, sometimes five. Yesterday I broke fast at 6 p.m. because I could do it because I've trained yeah. myself. We And I'm not saying I'm going around saying, go, guys, go starve yourself. It's because the fasting works for me. I've been doing it for a certain amount of time. Sometimes fasting our, our body from food allows the body to heal and we can concentrate. Sorry, Carla, what are you going to say? Yeah, it's, you know, it's just to make that distinction you're saying between the words starvation and fasting. That is how intention works. Yeah. Because fasting is not eating food with the intention of it being a higher vibrational energy. Yeah. And starvation is a different context. So we just wanted to just add that in, you know, and when we're chatting about intentional loving and setting up your intention for yeah. either your day. And all that kind of uh, stuff um, about setting up the day ahead. You know, intention really is the only thing that changes the energy. Yeah, so it, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, really, yeah. Thank, no, thank you. Thank you for that. And and so, yeah, it's exactly that. The intention around why we're doing what we're doing. So even when you're looking to eat certain foods, certain foods do make you feel a certain way. I'm not going to go into it. It probably needs a whole different conversation. We talked about yeah. Uh, food for your soul in this first series but there's lots more about food but a lot of processed food a lot of like you know takeaway heavy food um junk food if you're eating that in the night and the next day you feel like sluggish there's no surprise you're feeling sluggish you haven't got the energy um you know a lot of vegetables fruits and just non-carbonated drinks and just you know reduction of alcohol no alcohol because I'm promoting that for sure. But, you know, if if you want a glass of wine and you're not bad for it, go for it. But just be mindful of how it's going to make you feel the next day because you might not realise that you wake up the next day and you feel really crap and you don't get it. But it might have been some of the food you ate the, the day before, what you drank. If you're drinking loads of sugary drinks and you've got a lot of sugar in your, like sugar in your diet, that in itself will just completely, your, your, glycemic index is going through the roof and then you have real pitfalls and then you're just getting sluggish and moody and you don't it's to do with the food so start to be intentional about what food you put in your body how it makes you feel I'm not going to be here to tell you what to eat but just start to look at that I would promote trying some plant-based options not meat equivalents but I'm talking fruits and vegetables and just really good just nutritious food that's got a lot of you know minerals and vitamins in it that's going to make you feel good and remember your gut is like your brain and that will be feeding the blood around and pumping whatever's around your body that you need and with good oxygen so that oxygen will help you will help your energy is all interconnected so just think about what you're eating think about maybe what you could have more of that's going to give be more nutritious um and I always say think about colorful foods when you think about vegetables and fruits try and get all the different colors in because that's all your different chakras as well um it's a nice way of balance but yeah and so that's just kind of on the consumption point is the consumption can affect your energy and it's part of owning your energy because what you consume 
is what you're allowing into you and within your energy that you create. Yeah, and that links to what we talked about in the last episode and what we said at the outset is that your energy is, is based on your physical emotional, mental, and spiritual. So the diet and the food and all that side of life that you are beautifully aligned to, you know, um, those things matter as well. It's not just how you're showing up, um, you know, in the morning with intentional living. So with this kind of information, we're just helping people to become more aware of it all. Absolutely. You know, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, when we have one of those areas that's not being really looked after well, it can have an impact energetically on the others. So they're all linked um, together. Um, Something I'd like to kind of maybe add on, Steph, as I had to kind of read this, where if we approach our brain like a supercomputer, I would go go further. I wouldn't just say it's just your brain. I would say it's your your body, mind, and soul, your heart, right? But imagine that it's a supercomputer and you have kind of got three things to do, which is the one updated software, which is like what books, podcasts, and experiences are you bringing in to your inner world energetically, right? Hot two, how do you protect its battery, the computer battery? rest like what you said social media detoxes the news um connecting with nature i mean if you are consuming stuff with your eyes and your ears um from the news or conversations or whatever it is and it's not adding to your energetic health take it out yeah (laughs) take out you know and a bit like what you're saying about connecting with nature we are in a very tech world um it's got some beautiful benefits we wouldn't be recording this podcast without it um as we're in different locations right but it is so important to switch off from being so head-based and and working in our heads all day long and pulling that energy down and grounding it and our bodies too and you know i was at the beach like yesterday and it just like it's done my soul good today to, to be out in nature um, and to take that that time out for even from my home, not just even from work. Yeah. Um, and just the last wee bit is, you know, if you're a computer, think about how you clean the hard drive. And, you know, the message would be, we're giving you some tips, uh, but create your own menu because based on your human needs, who you are, what your uh, lifestyle is, how your environment looks where you work, um, you will have different ways to clean your hard drive, but some of the ways are like meditation, journaling, coaching, energy work, intentional living. You know, people listening will see that there's a theme. You know, just checking in with your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and check what you're doing, where there's gaps, and how you can own your energy and cultivate um, the energy that you want to bring with you into your life. You know, we have a responsibility. We're we're sharing some information and knowledge, but each one of us then has a responsibility to choose what they do with their own energy. Yeah. Um, and that, that's down to each one of us. But if things aren't conscious or we don't have awareness of how to maybe do things, this could be a new conversation for some people, then I'm delighted because hopefully they have a takeaway. From this, it's having them maybe stop and think about, no, hold on, no matter what noise is going on around me, no matter what is on out there, let me 
start to go back and to where it really matters, which is my relationship with myself um, and some lovely ways to cultivate your energy um, in a positive way with you, yourself, as yourself talk, treat yourself with respect and kindness. And that way you're more likely to do that. Yeah. With others, right? Step back from those unhealthy relationships and friendships. You are not required to set yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. And if someone has, yeah, if someone has a problem with that, then, then there's a boundary issue there. Mm-hmm. Because we do not need to apologize for boundaries that it's okay to say no, it's okay to cancel events and not go, it's okay yeah. to not answer that message straight away. Not and that the phone, even yes. And a lot of us, you know, carry guilt at times. I know great mommy guilt for doing what's right um, for me, but as I've said in previous chats with yourself. If I'm not sourced right on my own energy, I'm not the best mother that I can be. So yeah. I've had a lady to step out of my world. And like yesterday was just a beautiful day that I did have stepping outside of my normal routine. And I had come back and did like, like a new woman, you know? Yeah, um, you imagine. You know, it, and, it, and it was well-deserved. Yeah. It was well-deserved. It really, it really was, and I loved it. So I would encourage anybody to create the time out too, even if it's once a month that you have a me day. But be mindful of unfollowing content as well. You know, we're in a very social media-driven um, world. It has some beautiful benefits, and I am very grateful for social media for my business and for connections like yourself and others. But unfollow content that disturbs your peace. Yeah. And another wee note I would have about protecting your energy and at this time is, see, instead of arguing, just can we choose to not need to be right all the time in every bloody conversation? Do we need to comment on social media? You know, that's the need for significance, by the way. That's the need for the human need for significance that I am right and you're wrong and I need to be seen. Yeah, again, the ego just wants to come and just win a battle of the egos. And choose and your battle. Choose your yeah. battle, right? Yeah, choose your battle. And, you know, a lot of conversations, people just want to be heard. So if you can go to a conversation and just show up to listen, that's as much as sometimes you need to do. Just think about that. Yeah. A choice. Yes. And you know what? We also have a responsibility, Steph, to protect our energy. It's not, you know, that and at times that means that means making difficult choices and decisions too. You know, sometimes I can really chew somebody up and say that they're not attending the battle and their ego's gone, I need to, but 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 sometimes it's like own your narrative, have your energy over there. Yeah. And Stay away from me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not engaged, you know. Um, so just, you know, back to ourselves, you know, stepping back from unhealthy relationships. And that's also, you could have an unhealthy relationship with yourself where you're very critical. You are very sore in yourself. You're really hard on yourself. So um, helping your energy shift in that sense would be to practice that compassion and forgiveness for yourself and that to accept that we're human and imperfect and always will be. Mm-hmm. no such thing as perfect and that you you mentioned at the outset ask for help and also that releasing of expectations from yourself but also then you don't project that out under the world so you get to live a more peaceful life just staying in your own lane in your own vibe 
yeah. cultivate your own energy. So that's that's kind of it. I mean, we could talk about it more, but that's I'm sure that's plenty for people to kind of chew on for now. Oh yeah, there's tons there, and 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 that's that that whole staying in your lane and cultivating your energy. The more and more you do it, I'm telling you guys, anyone that you interact with, even some people that you think usually would be a bit more rude or want to fight eventually they fall back they either don't even come your way or when they do they show up differently and I'm telling you they show up so differently because when you do the internal work what you might might not realize is you might be doing the internal work and going oh but this is not really changing my reality trust me the internal work creates that energetic vibration that then impacts your external environment and the external vibrations and what what manifests around you. So that soul work, the authentic authentic way of going inside, the introspection, understanding what your needs are, where you're at, what choices you have, and making choices that the choice is hard. I know that, guys. Sometimes you might have to make a choice like I need to get divorced. I did. Um, but I look back and I'm like, that was the best decision I ever made. That was a bit, I had the choice. I made the choice and I wouldn't be here today sharing that my life is in a much more peaceful, happier, fulfilling place. And I can share it, meet like-minded individuals like Carla and just be here as, as a, you know, as, as a, as a message to you guys. So I hope that you get value out of this session today or this episode. We keep calling them sessions, don't we? That's yeah. some sessions. Um, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about, well, you've mapped yourself and you've understood where you're at. You're making the adjustments and the choices to really own the energy. And then you're moving into a point of like, now I'm in a, in a quite a good position of really knowing who I am, how to own this energy. So now how do I amplify this and create the reality that I want, you know, manifest, um, change my life in a more extraordinary, magical way, let's say, because it's possible, it is possible. And the universe does have your back. And we're going to talk about how much so the universe has your back. You just have to be trusting and willing to accept that the universe has your back and surrender to that point. And a lot will fall into place if you're ready to show up for that. Yeah, alignment, alignment. So thank you so much, Carla, for this lovely episode, um, this great conversation. You're going to be back for the Universe Has Your Back episode that's next up. And I wanted to just, yeah, thank you again. No thanks needed, but uh, I'll, uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, we could, I love this topic. I really think it is so, so important. And there's so many ways um, that... We can own our energy. And as you were saying, you know, taking responsibility for the energy that we create and share with the world, that is one of our main roles while we're here, you know, to do that. And when you can, when you show up differently, you experience life differently. So this conversation's just been a dream. It's been beautiful to have because I'm hoping that it lands with someone and their home whether they're writing a walk listen to this wherever it's at just know that you can take back power just know that you can create change just know that there's so many ways that you're not back stuck there's so many ways to enhance uh your life and your energy as the place to start so it's been a pleasure thank you 
Thank you, Carla. And I just wanted to end on these lovely words that I found uh, with you guys, just for final food for thought. The more you allow your soul to shine through, the higher your personal vibration will be. Thank you, guys. Love and light.